20th Century Boy Mi nombre es Miguel de la Radio Y este es el interior de mi mente I'm not learning Spanish, by the way But I just thought it would be funny to open the podcast in Spanish this week What do you think? Let me know on the socials How you going, guys? Thank you very much for being back Another week, another podcast That's sort of how it goes these days, isn't it? Uh... I, I've been really well, and I hope that you've been well too. I've recovered from a really bad bout of sickness, um, and uh, I've been I've been like busy and quiet and busy sort of on and off at the moment. Um, primarily, I'm just like working really hard on my band with uh, Jack Post from uh, Hamish and Andy. Uh, we are doing basically a comedy band, we're writing, uh, we've got eight songs, uh, and we're now in the mixing stage, so we've recorded the songs as demos, and now we're actually, like, mixing them and cleaning them up and making them sound really good, so we can put them out, uh, hopefully on Spotify, um, and, man, it's so crazy, like, just hearing these songs that, like, literally are from the inside of my mind, or from, uh, how do you say it? The, uh, este es el interior de mi mente. Um, and we're just, like, now they're real. It, it's so crazy, honestly, hearing these songs back and working on them together and brainstorming uh, new ideas for the songs. And, yeah, one of the songs is, like, this big kind of uh, pop-punk kind of sounding thing. And uh, I wrote it when I was in Japan last November. I just... I just, I don't know what came over me, but I just had this sudden burst of inspiration. And um, I'm, I don't want to put too, maybe I'll cut a little bit of audio from it here, like not spoiling anything, because I really want these to be a surprise, but here's like three seconds of it here. So yeah, it's going awesome, and I can't wait for people to hear them, because we've really been working super hard on them. So that's been me, um, and like I said, I hope you're well as well. Uh... As usual, I am joined in studio by a few guests. Ed of the Mic is here. Ed of the Mic, how are you this week? Yeah, look, uh, Mike, I'm 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 all right. I'm starting to uh, move on from uh, my wife uh, Marianne leaving me. She left me for uh, Siggy Mike, who worked on this podcast for a while. So you know, I'm feeling a little bit better now. Um, I'm just moving on. I've downloaded a Tinder account, so I've been. Uh, doing what the uh, young kids do and, you know, been swiping left and swiping right. Primarily right, just swiping right. I just really want, you know, to match people. Oh, cool, man. So how's Tinder been? Like, are you... Is it weird? It must be really different from, like, when you were young. Yeah, when I was bloody young, you had to... I'm 64, you see. I'm, I'm 64 years old. So when I was young, you had to bloody... You know, get on the phone and ring ring up a girl's parents and, you know, say, hello, can I please speak to your daughter? And, you know, they'd ask, oh, well, bloody, who's this? And, you know, it's, it's not like now when you can just be connected with someone in nanoseconds, you know, it's crazy to me. Isn't yeah, it? I mean, that's just like, that's just normal to me, I guess. It's just sort of how it is. But yeah, like, really good that you're getting back onto the dating scene, man. What what, what profile pic are you using? Ah, uh, just a few photos of me with Marianne. No, no, no. You wouldn't want to use photos of you with Marianne on your Tinder. Have you got any matches yet? Ah, uh, no, no. I haven't gotten any matches. Yeah, maybe don't put photos of your ex-wife 
on your Tinder, that'd be stupid because people might not want to match you because they might think you're like, I, I don't know. I, anyway, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, m- maybe you're right, Mike. Anyway, like I'm, I might be swiping throughout the uh, episode if that's okay. Just hoping to get on a few dates this week. Yeah, no worries, man. Go for it. Uh, Siri, who joined us for the first time last week, she's back. Uh, Siri, how have you been? Yeah, I've been really good, Micah. I've just been doing my normal thing of just being inside people's phones and helping them out with directions and the weather and stuff like that. I'm not actually that useful. You could be like, Siri, play Guns N' Roses on Spotify, but really, it's not that hard to do it yourself, so I'm not actually that productive for people. I guess that's why I'm trying to expand and get out into the podcast space a bit. You know, get my name out there a bit more. I don't want to just be known as that girl in people's phones. Yeah, feel. Yeah, totally. I mean, eventually you've got to break out and just start expanding. And I think, you know, obviously you're doing that really well. So I think, you know, onwards and upwards from here, Sarah, you did a great job on your debut last week. So yeah, I reckon you're fine. Wow. Thanks, Mike, if you don't mind. Could I just quickly give some tips to editor Mike for his Tinder account? Yeah, absolutely, Siri. What, what do you have to say to him? I just think you should just be yourself. You're a really handsome guy. You've got a lot to offer and you've got a great job. You've just got to get out there. You'll be fine and you'll meet someone soon. Oh, well, thanks, Siri. That's very kind of you. You're very beautiful yourself. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I really appreciate those words. Now, guys, I don't want to be uh, fucking around this week. No offense, uh, Editor Mike and Siri. I, like, that was all great. But I don't want to be fucking around this week. What do you mean, fucking around? Speak for yourself. You're the one that fucks around the most on this podcast. How the fuck are you accusing us of fucking around when you're the one that literally fucks around all the time? Accusing us of fucking around is actually fucked, hey, to yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 Siri, calm down, please, or I'll turn your mic off. Jesus Christ. Uh, I want to talk about something that is going on in, like, the radio family. As you know, or if you're new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. There is a Facebook group for this podcast, facebook.com slash group slash 20th Century Boy, 20th Century Boy. Uh, lots of people in there, lots of fun. Uh, and it's where we all, you know, we all talk together as a, as a radio family. We are the radio family. And obviously I am the captain of the family. I'm the head of the family because it's my podcast. So I get, it's my rules. In this podcast, as you all know, you accumulate mic points, the currency of the show. When you get 300 mic points, you can exchange them to become a radio superstar. If you pass a simple test, I ring you up. And you have to answer the phone with, I wake up with today. If you don't, you get banned from the podcast forever. We had two successful radio superstars. We had Radio Sophie, the first ever radio superstar. A long, it was a long time ago now. I wake up with today. Radio Pat, the second radio superstar. I wake up with today. The third candidate was Radio Judman, who is now known as Disappointment Judman. Enter the mic, if you will. Disappointment Judman. Disappointment Judman. Judman. Like, he failed the test. We gave him another shot on uh, the the demands of the radio family. We gave him another shot. He failed again. And I banned him from the show last week, officially. Here is that... Uh, last week, can you cut the audio in here out of the mic? Can't take your call at the moment. Please leave a message after the time. Ah, uh, Pete, Radio Mike from the podcast gave you another chance. Everyone was was rooting for you, and you decide you're not gonna. You're clearly not a loyal listener of the show. You haven't picked up. It's gone to voicemail again. I don't think I have a choice anymore, man. I, I think, unfortunately, 
I think I'm going to have to ban you from the podcast. So we banned him from the show. He failed twice. He's not a loyal listener. He is now Disappointment Judman for the rest of his time on the show. Disappointment Judman. There is a little thing happening in the Facebook group where some of the listeners are starting this movement, which is the hashtag I stand with Judman movement. Hashtag I stand with Judman. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous because Judman failed twice, but you guys seem to be saying in the group that Judman deserves another chance, a third chance, which to be honest, I think is pretty excessive. Uh, hashtag I stand with Judman has become a recurring thing. Uh, but we've, we've also had an email in from Radio Judeman. Radio Judeman has sent in an email uh, and it and uh, welcome to the radio family, Radio Judeman. Judeman, take 20 mic points. He says, hey, Mike, my name is Radio Judeman. I know my name is similar to Radio Judman's, but we are definitely, certainly 100% different people. And this is definitely not disappointment Judman using a fake alias to defend himself. How silly would that be? Yeah, that's right. That that would be pretty silly, don't you reckon, Anamite? Yeah, look, if I had to analyse it myself, I would say that it would be pretty silly to write in with a fake email address and a fake name. So it's obviously not Radio Disappointment Judman, sorry. It's definitely Radio Judeman. What do you reckon, Siri? Guys, are you fucking serious? This is obviously Disappointment Judman in disguise. Do not give this email any time of day. Well, that seems pretty stupid of you, <laughs> Siri, because, because uh, why would Radio Judeman, if it was Radio Judman, why would he specifically specify in his email that it's definitely, certainly, 100% not him? That seems pretty stupid that you'd read that and not... Even he says, how how silly would that be? That would be pretty stupid, Siri. God, you're an idiot sometimes. Uh, okay, uh, he goes on. I believe what you have done to disappointment Judman is ridiculous and just not on. He tried his very best and waited all day for his call, but simply accidentally misswiped on his phone. He was there and ready, but you didn't even call again. This treatment is ridiculous. And if he doesn't get a chance to defend himself and become a radio superstar on the podcast, then the entire radio family will stand with him and turn against you. We are a family. You cannot tear us apart. Much love, Radio Judeman, a.k.a. not disappointment Judman. So this is weird, actually, because he seems to have a lot of information as to what happened with radio with disappointment Judman, even though, like, he says he accidentally misswiped his phone, which I have issues with. One, how does Radio Judeman know that? And also, how how would you misswipe an answer on your phone? I, I don't know. I, I don't... Like, people are saying radio a disappointment Judman should have the right to defend himself on the podcast. I'm not so sure. Uh, but look... Obviously, we have radio superstars, and I haven't really spoken about the role of radio superstars on the podcast, but here's one of them. You, uh, the radio superstars, so far it's Pat and Soph, but I want as many as possible, obviously. You guys are higher tiered members of the radio family, and therefore, I need you guys to consult on things with me, uh, like these disputes. So, I think we need to get one of the radio superstars up. I think let's get radio superstar Pat up because he's been very vocal in the group with the I stand with Judman movement. I want to get him up right now on the line and and, and get his opinion on the matter. Uh, Ed and the mic, you've been uh, getting him on the line in the background as we speak. Do we have him here? Yeah, we've we've uh, we've we've connected him up. He's ready to go. Yeah, so radio superstar Pat, uh, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Waking up with today as usual. How are you doing, Mike? <laughs> 
I'm going really well, man. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Now, look, the reason I want to speak to you is because you're a radio superstar, as you're very well aware. Mm -hmm. Like, as part of your responsibilities as a radio superstar, like, I need you to be, like, one of my front-running listeners of the show that, like, helps me consult on some really big decisions I have to make about the podcast. Mm. I've noticed that you've been particularly vocal in the Facebook group about the uh, Judman incident that's occurred. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, what else is there to say? It speaks for itself. I stand with Judman. I believe Judman um, probably is a bit of a fairer go. I mean, you say that Judman deserves a fairer go, but, like, he's had two chances at becoming a radio superstar and he's failed both times. Like, I already gave him a second chance. Are you saying he should get a third chance? Or, like, what are you try- What are you saying? Like, what do you want? I'm not trying to say that Judman should have as many chances as, as, um, as he can. What I'm trying to say is that I think that we need to... Because I think the problem is that the whole system to become a radio superstar, it needs... It's not really well defined yet, you know what I mean? Like, um, I remember at the start, you the policy was a six-week ban, and now Judman's meant to be banned for, like, ever, so... Did, did I actually say it's a six-week ban? Yeah, you said it was a six-week ban. To be honest, man, I make up a lot of the stuff on the podcast on the spot. Like, I didn't think this would even <laughs> actually become a thing. So I said at the oh, start, well, six-week ban. Yeah, you said it was a six-week ban. And now, poor Judman, he's, he's banned forever. So are you saying he should still be disappointment Judman? but he should only be banned for six weeks as opposed to the lifetime ban. Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, I, I would suggest maybe, look, maybe he does deserve the disappointment job man name just for, you know, not quite, you know, uh, getting the thing. But, yeah, I think he should definitely get another chance just because, um, well, the thing is, I believe, and this is, I have, a, I have a, an idea for you, Mark. I have a proposal. I would like to propose that the Radio family... Um, we come together as a council, whether that's part of everyone or we just get people in particular, like Radio Superstar Sophie, you, Editor Mike, Siggy Mike, uh, Radio Polo. We should all come together as a council, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. I would like the council to come together to write up the Superstardom Protection Act of 2019. And what does that entail? The... Well, to be honest, I don't really know, because I think it just sounded cool. But I think it's an excuse just for us to, you know, discuss the rules and, you know, how it could be. You know, less confusion. Are you saying that no listener deserves a lifetime ban and there should be protections in, in place? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Do you think that Judman should get a voice on the podcast? Like, he should get to be on the podcast maybe next week, and he gets to voice... He gets to explain to the listeners why Disappointment Judman didn't pick up the phone both times. Absolutely. So you think he deserves that right? Definitely, because you know, because we're, we're only at the very start of this show. We're at the start of pure greatness. You, you get what I mean? So we need. Okay, no, no I get what you mean. Uh, I think Siri just wants to say something. Siri, did you? Are you? You're pointing at me like you want to say something. Yeah, Mike. I just wanted to say, who the fuck is this kid? Who the fuck does he think he is coming onto this podcast and trying to change all our rules? What the fuck is he on about? I think this is fucking bullshit, to be well, honest. Well, Siri, I mean, that's pretty harsh. Sorry, Pat, did you hear that? I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt right now. To be honest, Mike, I don't know how to feel. I've never been insulted by, um by an AI before. Yeah, well, don't worry about Siri. She's just a bitch. Fair enough. Here's what we're going to do. Next week, Judman is going to come on the show, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to get him on the show. And if possible, I'm going to get you on the line with him as his defence attorney, right? All right. You, you guys get to both make a case as to why he didn't pick the phone up both times and whether he's lifetime ban is reduced to a six-week ban. Is that something you'd be interested in doing? Yeah, I'd love to come in with Judman. I would love to defend him, try and figure things out. I think that's an excellent opportunity, Radio Mike. Okay, great. Well, I think I think we'll do that. And I think as radio superstars, you guys need to be the ones to be defending the other listeners. Um, and, uh, 
Yeah, so let's let's organise that for next week. But in the meantime, Radio Superstar Pat, as always, thank you for your uh, your wisdom and for your willingness to participate in the Radio Superstardom. Never a problem. Thank you very much, Mike. Well, there you have it, guys. Next week, the Radio Judman uh, saga is going to either come to an end for good or be reopened again when Radio Superstar Pat comes on to defend him. And I guess, like... I I didn't even realise that I said it was a six-week ban at first. I think even when I first introduced the game, you had to pick up within two rings, but that was just, like, unreasonable. Uh, like, I'm willing to be flexible with the rules. What about you, Ed and yeah, Mike? Look, Mike, I, I, I'm, I'm a stickler for the rules. I'm a stickler for the rules. So, uh, you know, I, I reckon we should follow the original rules. But again, it's not my podcast. It's your podcast, so you get to decide in the end. Yeah, you're right, Ed and Mike. It is my podcast, so your input isn't even required, to be honest. Jeez, shut the fuck up. God. Am I right, Siri? Yeah, Mike. What a fucking idiot. If you're such a stickler for the rules, it's no wonder your wife left you for Siggy Mike. You're probably the most boring person I've ever met. Well, that was very harsh, Siri. You're very harsh. Like, people don't know this about you, but outside of people's phones, you're very harsh. Like, in people's phones, you're very polite. But outside, you're very harsh. I just want people to see the real Siri. I don't want to be some fake-ass chick in people's phones. I just want to be the real Siri saying real opinions that oh, really count. Fair enough, Siri. I mean, I really respect that. I mean, I do think you've been a little bit harsh on me, but at the end, like, you've said some nice things about me too, so, you know, I can't really complain. I just think you should be yourself. Yeah, just just be yourself, Siri. Who cares? I, I don't care. Guys, on to the business end now of the episode. Actually, I don't know what the business end of the episode is. I just said that because I thought it sounded, like, cool and kind of professional. But an email has come in uh, from Radio Alexander. Welcome to the Radio Family. Take 50 mic points for this email. He says, hey Radio Mike, my name is Alex and this is one of my favourite podcasts and I love the community you've managed to build here, especially on the Facebook page. Oh, interesting. I guess people should join the Facebook page if it's so good. Quote Radio Alexander. Uh, When I started listening to the podcast, I think you were up to episode four or five. I quickly caught up on all the episodes and have listened to each one weekly. I've never written in before as I didn't think I can contribute much, but since I'm reasonably active in the Facebook group, Radio Pat has encouraged me to join the ranks of Radio Superstar. So I figured I'd write in and ask something. What do you think of The Simpsons compared to Futurama? I think this came up in an early podcast and I think it was submitted alongside a large string of other questions that you didn't get time to respond to it or just missed it or maybe I missed it, but I don't recall hearing your answer to the question. I'd be really curious in your response. I love both of these shows, though I did watch Early Simpsons too much in reruns so it can sometimes be hard to revisit. I was hoping you could go in depth on your thoughts on both shows and how you think they compare next to each other. Hey, thanks, Alex. That's that's a great uh, email. And yeah, I think this did come up really early and so much stuff came up early and so much stuff does come up that I'd love to talk about in more detail. Um, and I just, like, it's hard to get around to it because I'm also trying to comment on stuff that's happening, um, like, as it comes up. Like, for example, I did the Detective Pikachu movie and the Game of Thrones thing. Like, do people want just more general, uh, like, pop culture discussion or do you want, like, timely stuff? I don't really mind. I, I guess I like the timely stuff, but then I realise the podcast doesn't necessarily age as well as it could. But anyway, let's talk about this because I guess The Simpsons as a TV show would probably have to be up there with my top three TV shows uh, ever. Like, I grew up on that show. Like you, Radio Alex, I just watched... the Channel 10 in Australia just used to have The Simpsons on. I think there was one point where it was on three times a night. Like, I'm pretty sure it was on at six. 
and then Neighbours was on at 6.30, and then it was on again at 7, and then they'd have new episodes at 7.30. I'm pretty sure there was a point in my life where there was like an hour and a half of The Simpsons on TV a night. Um, so I really grew up on that show, and I loved it. Futurama, I didn't watch until much later, probably probably when I was like 13 or 14, it started airing on Australian TV for the first time. And I really, really loved uh, Futurama. In fact, I'd say for, for a time, particularly in my teenage years, Futurama probably became my favorite of the two. I'd say now it's more or less equal, but maybe just for nostalgia's sake, it's The Simpsons is my favorite. And here's how I see both of the shows. I think that the Simpsons is such a fantastic show, uh, particularly in the quote-unquote golden age, because I think what The Simpsons always was, was overall, like overall at, at the core, was a commentary on American culture and American uh, and and the the stereotypical American family. That's what The Simpsons was to me. Woohoo! USA! 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 Well, you have Homer, the uh, the overweight alcoholic uh, dad who uh, cares about his family and works in a job he hates to put food on the table for his family. No TV and no beer make Homer something something. Go crazy? Don't mind if I do! <laughs> got Marge, the stereotypical American mum who's a housewife who looks after the kids. I gotta find something else quick. Why don't you bring this potato? That's pretty bad. Mom, you're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? I just think they're neat. Uh, Bart's your troublemaker child, Lisa's your brainy, brainy child and a baby. You know, it's just like your typical American family in a sense. And... I think the beauty of The Simpsons is that over time, the lore of the show expanded so much that you had basically representatives of every radical stereotype in America. For instance, you have like uh, Mayor Quimby, who's the corrupt politician. People of Springfield, because of the epidemic, I have canceled my vacation to the Bahamas. I shall not leave the city. Hey, you! Get that steel drum out of the uh, mayor's office. Sorry, man. You've got Krusty, who's the washed-up uh, celebrity. It doesn't matter how you live or what you did wrong. As long as you're on TV, people will respect you. Respect? Pah! What good is respect without the moolah to back it up? Apu is the convenience store owner. Uh, you, And there is a little bit of controversy around Apu, which personally I'm not a massive fan of. I'm not a massive fan of the controversy. I think Apu is one of the most fleshed out, uh, sincere and genuine uh, characters on the show that has a lot of heart in him. And I think Apu as a character is uh, such a great representation of why The Simpsons is great because it makes you love these characters who began as just side characters. From this day forth, I am no longer an Indian living in America. I am an Indian America. You know, Apu, in a way, all Americans are immigrants, except Native Americans. Yeah, Native Americans like us. No, I mean American Indians. Like me? No, I mean... Uh, Chief Wiggum is the overweight, bumbling police officer. Chief Wiggum, you've been around. You don't trust Sideshow Bob, do you? Ah, lighten up, son. If he was gonna commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? 
Oh, yeah. I set it down when I got a piece of cake. Fat Tony is your American mobster. You know, your American-Italian mobster. You see, my wife, she has been most vocal on the subject of the pretzel monies. Where's the money? When are you going to get the money? Why aren't you getting the money now? And so on. So please, the money. Mr. Burns is a symbol of capitalism and wealth and and rich, uh, rich white or rich yellow men in America. Very well, it's time for your bribe. Now, you can either have the washer and dryer where the lovely Smithers is standing, or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box, the box. Look, Burns, this is a big problem. You just can't throw money at it and make it go away. I think that... Uh, the Simpsons so adequately satirizes all of these kinds of uh, of stereotypes. I, I think as well, one of the parts about The Simpsons that can e- either be a good or a bad thing is that it, it as a show from the get-go very much set itself up within the constraints of our reality. The Simpsons is set loosely in a world that has the same rules as our world. You know, it's not, there's no supernatural. There's no, like you look at a show like family guy where it, it's sort of set in, in, in a world with the same rules of our world, except you've got someone like Brian, who's a talking dog, but no one in that world, it's kind of normal for Brian to be a talking dog. No one really questions it. And you've got Stewie who can travel back in time and do all this stuff. So I guess other cartoons at times kind of gave themselves liberties to do stuff that wasn't necessarily grounded in reality. Like American Dad dealt with, you know, having an alien in the house or uh, South Park, which has a lot of aliens and, you know, supernatural kind of qualities and superpowers and that kind of thing. You know, those shows aren't grounded necessarily in our reality where The Simpsons very much was, which I think is what made it so good because it was so relatable to everyday life. It was so relatable to what we knew about America and... I, I think at the same time it does limit it and I feel like maybe Matt Groening, the creator, got a whiff of this and realised, oh, I'm kind of limited here and I think that may have been where Futurama could have spurred from. So, <clears throat> on to Futurama, which I think is such an incredible TV show. I think starting it off with a character like Fry, who is such a relatable character, he's just like a guy who's in his, like, mid-twenties who doesn't really know what he's doing. He feels a bit lost. He feels like a bit of a loser. I don't know. It's just a bit relatable. Here's to another lousy millennium. Um, but the whole concept of Futurama is so freeing. There's so much that can happen in that show because it's set in the future. What are you doing? Quitting. Why? Because I've always wanted to. I just never realized it until I met you. What is the matter with you? I just wanted to be part of the moment. Hey, he stole my ring! Sorry. Well, that solves the mystery of the missing ring. This calls for a drink. So I think while The Simpsons was very clearly a show about, uh, you know, the American family and the American stereotypes and trying to, like, poke fun at family sitcoms, which were really big before The Simpsons... Uh, I think Futurama was more of a of a, more satirical of science fiction and sci-fi books and TV shows and tropes and movies and and all that all all of them. You're on a scenic route through a state recreation area known as the human mind. You ask a passerby for directions, only to find he has no face or something. Suddenly up ahead, a door in the road. You swerve, narrowly avoiding the scary door. 
I have combined the DNA of the world's most evil animals to make the most evil creature of them all. It turns out it's man. Futurama did this particularly well because a lot of the writers on the show were so well-versed in those kinds of fiction. The Simpsons comedy, to me, is grounded in, like, the stupidity of Homer. I think that's really where The Simpsons kind of, like, falls for me. I think that, uh, like, like, I'll just try and find a really good Homer being an idiot moment. Uh, I got a few complaints that your game is crooked. <laughs> and how? Gee, I'd hate to close you down. Maybe we can reach a little, uh, understanding here. I understand. Um, hey, Dad, I, I think he wants... Not right now, son. Daddy's talking to a policeman. Uh, let me put it this way. I'm looking for my friend Bill. Have you seen any Bills around here? No. He's Bart. Uh, uh, listen carefully and watch me wink as I speak, okay? Okay. The guy I'm really looking for, wink, is Mr. Bribe, wink, wink. It's a ring toss game. Right, that's it. I'm shutting this game down. I think that The Simpsons really leans on this thing of Homer being uh, an idiot. And that's where a lot of the, the conflict of the show comes from. A lot of the comedy of the show comes from. But I love the way that each character, each secondary character, is given a chance to flesh themselves out. Uh, as I said, Apu gets a massive opportunity to do this. You know, he goes from just being the convenience store owner to, you know, struggling with his own uh, understanding of his culture when, you know, he has to have an arranged marriage. Oh, crap! I forgot! Marge, I need a small favor. For the next few days, will you pretend to be Apu's wife? What? Please! It's just for as long as his mother's living here. What? It's not weird for The Simpsons to have an episode about Krusty or an episode about Mr. Burns or Principal Skinner. Like, all of these characters are equally as valid as each other and have the legs to stand on to be great. Like, The Simpsons has bred so many incredible and funny characters. Ralph and Nelson and all of these characters who are just unbelievably funny and an overwhelming amount of heart. I think Futurama also has uh, an incredible amount of heart, but I think the, the Futurama supporting cast isn't as strong. I think you've got your main crew of Planet Express in Fry, Leela, Bender, then you've got your secondary crew with uh, Farnsworth, Zoidberg, Hermes and Amy and Zap Brannigan, uh, who, by the way, is possibly the best char fictional character ever created in the world, uh, objectively speaking. I like your style. I find it very erotic. What? Erotic! And also special mention to Dr. Zoidberg, who I think is probably the funniest character in the show, but this moment, which I believe happens in season four, is has got to be one of the funniest moments in the history of television. Uh, basically, uh, Fry loses his nose, and this happens. Someone should tell him. Tell me what? Nothing. Well, I have a lot of experience telling patients bad news, so let me break it to him gently. Fry! You have no nose! Your nose is gone! You have no nose on your face! Where it is, I can't say, but on your face, it's not! Uh, but what Futurama has done incredibly is its heart. 
uh, its tearjerker moments, such as in Jurassic Bark, the episode where Fry's dog, uh, Fry finds a fossil of his dog. It's a, everyone knows this episode. I had Seymour till he was three. That's when I knew him, and that's when I loved him. I'll never forget him, but he forgot me a long, long time ago. Of course, uh, and massive spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen this, but it came out ages ago, so fuck you. Uh, you then get a montage of Fry's dog Seymour uh, waiting for him in the 20th century, uh, only to find that he's never coming back from the future. And you see Seymour grow into an old, tired, weary dog waiting in front of Fry's pizza place for him to come home with uh, this amazing song, I Will Wait For You If, if It Takes Forever, uh, playing in the background. It's, it's an incredible moment of television. As well as uh, one of my favourite episodes, probably my favourite episode, which is The Luck of the Fry-ish, where uh, Fry believes that his brother stole his identity when he went to the future, uh, but actually finds out that it was, he, it was his brother's son who his brother named after him when he disappeared, which I think is a, such a heartwarming and incredible twist uh, that is done with so much gusto and just, yeah, just an amazing uh, feeling. So, had any ideas for names, Yancey? Uh, I'm sort of thinking of one. Daddy has a present for you today. Do you know what it is? It's a lucky clover that can help you be successful whatever you do, and it once belonged to someone very special. I know what name you want to give him, Yancey. It's okay. Really? Son, I'm naming you Philip J. Fry in honor of my little brother, who I miss every day. I love you, Philip. And I always will. <laughs> Here lies Philip J. Fry, named for his uncle, to carry on his spirit. Hey, Fry, you want me to smack the corpse up a little? Bender, I think Fry needs a moment alone. All right, grab a shovel. And the other great part about uh, Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds coming in at the end there is that that song is the closing song to the 80s film The Breakfast Club in quite an iconic scene. Throughout this episode, as Fry is flashing back to the 20th century, he keeps remembering how uh, he had the Breakfast Club uh, soundtrack on vinyl, and that's where he hid the Lucky Clover, and he and Yancey, his brother, used to watch the movie together. Uh, so at the end, that song comes in, in this, uh, like, great way of wrapping everything up and referencing the film as well. Layers and layers of cultural uh, and intertextual referencing in shows like The Simpsons and Futurama, which I love. I'd love to talk more about these in more detail in future if you've got any specific things that you'd want me to speak about on these shows because I could speak about them for hours. Um, overall, though, uh, Radio Alex and the Radio Family, I think that uh, I think that Simpsons is probably the better show, uh, but I think they're both incredible, amazing shows uh, and you should definitely watch them if you haven't to anyone listening out there. Hey, guys, uh, voicemail came in this week from Radio Atomic Lukai. Hey Mike, it's Radio Atomic Lukai here. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. I'm sending you this message today, this voice message, to first of all say, oh, you gotta be bloody shit me mate. And second of all, to share with you some ideas I've come up over the past couple of weeks for Pokemon Straya Edition. 
So I don't know if you want editor Mike to hit it or not, but if you do, now might be a good time. Hey, you heard him, editor Mike. Let's do it. Pokemon Australia edition. Mike creates Pokemon that can only be in Australia. Coming soon to your Nintendo DS. Also, fuck you. Alright, we haven't done this segment for some time now, but it's been building up. A lot of people have been asking for it. It's Pokemon Australia edition where we uh, ask for... We're, we're creating our own Australian-themed Pokemon game called Pokemon uh, Pokemon Get Fucked and Pokemon Nah Rido Mate versions. Uh, we've got a bunch of Pokemon. Uh, I'll put a, like a Google Drive link in the... Uh, in the Facebook group so we can all contribute to the Pokédex. But uh, Radio Atomic Lukai's sent in a great submission for an Australian Pokémon. Radio Atomic Lukai, take it away. So my Pokémon idea is Madog. That's spelled M-A-D-A-W-G. Uh, he's kind of like a Machoke slash Houndoom mashup with a hat, sunnies and a skateboard. So he's kind of, imagine like a hella muscular version of Poochie from episode 167 of Simpsons. Uh, he, he likes pulling feisty shuckers so much that his hands are pretty much stuck in a permanent state of shuckers. So he's been loose for literally his entire life. And because of that, he's become quite aggressive. I, I guess, I, I don't know how really deep and fucked up you want to get with it, but... I guess you could suggest something like that. Yeah, great. And welcome to the radio family, man. Take 50 mic points for this. This is fantastic. I really love my dog. Uh, obviously, it's Mad Dog. And I love the uh, the the uh, analogy to Poochie from The Simpsons, another great Simpsons character. Uh, really funny stuff. If anyone wants to evolve my dog, uh, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, great submission, Radio Atomic Lukai. Thank you very much. Uh, Radio Sam, Radio Samuel, welcome to the Radio Family, Radio Samuel. He's written in saying, "Hey Mike, I think I've I've got some ideas for Pokemon. First stage is a Gecko Pokemon, which can evolve into either a Frillnecked Lizard with high attack, a Blue Tongue Lizard with high special defense, or a Thorny Devil with high physical defense. Uh, so special defense and physical defense are, are just different types of defense stats in Pokemon. Getting a bit technical here, but he's saying that." based on the the stats that the pokemon has it can evolve into a different pokemon i really like this so let's call the the, the first one let's just make it a, a grass type because it's a gecko and let's call him gekolution because it's a gecko that can evolve into lots of different things right so gekolution can evolve into the frill necked lizard with high attack which we are going to call frill earth and it's a grass ground type so it evolves from grass into grass ground if you go the frill neck lizard path Next up, the Blue Tongue. We're going to call it Blue Skink. Now, the reason why is because when I googled Blue Tongue Lizard, they're actually called a Blue Tongued Skink, right? A skink is a type of lizard. And and I'm going to take some liberties here. It's going to be a grass ice type. And in the Pokemon Australia world, the Blue Tongue is because it's frozen. And if it licks you, it's got an attack called Ice Lick and it can, fr- and it can freeze you. Um, so, so Blue... S- Blue skink, like B L O O skink. Uh, so and so that's your that's your special defense option, and your physical defense option is your thorny devil, and that makes sense because he's got thorns all over its body. And we're gonna make it grass rock type because the thorns will be like sharp rocks, uh, and it's gonna be called Lucithorn. So so like Lucifer, the devil, and thorn, thorny. So it's going to be Lucithorn, Grass Rock type. So you've got three options to evolve your Gekolution into. 
really great submission there. I really enjoyed that radio, Samuel. I don't know how many mic points I gave you up top, but have another 20 on top of that as well, because I just really enjoyed doing that. Uh, guys, more Pokemon submissions. We'll do this for a couple weeks now. I really like it. Uh, but also, uh, ideas for gym leaders, Australian-themed gym leaders. A lot of people saying Steve Irwin should be uh, the Pokemon champion of the Australia region and like great call I really like that uh but yeah any more Pokemon themed gym leaders I'll start making mine and give them teams as well uh check back next week submissions can't wait uh editor Mike yeah Mike I think it's about time we do this Harry Potter and the boys a live reading by Radio Mike you're a wizard Harry I'm a what? It's Harry Potter and the boys. It's my year seven Harry Potter fan fiction. I wrote it in year seven as, as that description suggests. Mike, you're so fucking stupid. You do not need to specify that it was written in year seven because you already said it was your year seven fan fiction. Why don't you fucking get it right? Learn what to say and then just say it. Seriously, it's not that hard. Christ almighty. Next week, I'll be fucking hosting the podcast at this rate. All right, Siri, no worries. Guys, we're in the middle of... I believe, chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Boys, uh, which saw us enter the hospital wing after a Quidditch match, and now all the boys uh, are uh, back doing some Quidditch tournament straight after the Quidditch match, which is really weird. So basically, all the chasers are about to take part in a chaser competition in this Quidditch match. Uh, so our chasers are Sam, Tom, and Luke, and then Derek is the stupid kid. Uh, they have to blow up a coffle. So... Sam, Tom, Luke, Derek, and the boy with the name tag that read, Hi, I'm Jonas, started to fly down to reach the nine quaffles. The person that got their last out of the ten would be automatically disqualified. The boys looked up. One Ravenclaw had fallen asleep. <laughs> this book just, like, like, so much stuff that just wouldn't happen happens in this book. Uh, the three Hufflepuffs were signing autographs and the other Ravenclaw was doing what seemed to be a wizard crossword, which was a crossword that was unsolvable ev in every way. But there will be more about them in the fourth or fifth book. <laughs> God. M Mike, young Mike was bloody planning ahead. I tell you what, he was teasing for the fourth and fifth books in the series. Uh, the Slytherins, however, were right behind. Tom and Luke reached the quaffle first. Then the boy, supposedly named Jonas, and then Sam. The three Slytherins reached the quaffles next. Madden Madam Hooch stood up. Okay, ten seconds left to get a quaffle. She counted down from ten. Still, no one had moved. <laughs> she announced that the three Hufflepuffs and two remaining Ravenclaws were out. That's lucky. This is, this is what the book says. That's lucky, because now I don't have to write about them, which ultimately makes it all easier for me. <laughs> They all ran down to Professor Longbottom's office in which he was waiting for them to give them their stickers that they had been awarded that say, I failed miserably. He welcomed them in and closed the door. Tom had a turn at throwing the quaffle through the hoop. He made it through, but he never used any dark magic. He failed in the task. So you had to use dark magic to blow up the quaffle. Sam, who was very good at defense against the dark farts slash arts, used a spell called Obliviatro. The ball was destroyed. <laughs> He won nine out of ten points from the judges. Apparently, there's judges who were by the who were by the way Harry Potter, the Minister of Magic, and Professor Granger. The boy supposedly called Jonas through his quaffle. It went through the hoop, and he pointed he he pointed his wand at it and said, "John." The quaffle suddenly transformed. <laughs> the quaffle suddenly transformed into a man who was probably named John. 
So there's a spell that's just John that transfers anything, transfigures anything into somebody called John. Fuck, the spells have run out of creativity in this. He walked away. John looked out of place. He walked away. <laughs> so does the quaff- the quaffle is now just John. What happens to John? Does he just does he have an existence now? Like does he have consciousness? Does he just live a life now, not not having anything to his name? God, that's a book in itself. Jonas received six out of ten points because of his great skill in transfiguration. Luke failed his throw two and went to Neville's office. The three Slytherins all passed and received a three out of ten because, according to Harry Potter, Slytherin is the crappiest house for idiots like Malfoy, who is an idiot. <laughs> a two out of ten because Harry Potter didn't said he didn't give a damn what Malfoy's father thought. <laughs> and a four out of ten because Harry needed to do a poo. So Harry's an idiot now. He's turned crazy. Derek threw his quaffle next. He was aiming at the hoop. His eyes turned green and ch- he changed his aim. He was aiming at Lockie, who was waiting on the ground. The ball hit Lockie in the head. He re- Derek received an 8 out of 10. Harry Potter stood up and clapped for Derek. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Uh, he then fell over and broke his arm. Is that Harry or Derek? This time, uh, Lockie was having the dream again now. So every chapter, Lockie has this dream about a guy who looks like Bigfoot. This time, the hairy man was slowly walking up to him. The dream never stopped. The man just kept getting closer and closer. Let's leave it there for today. Uh, this is So this whole chapter is called The Hospital Wing, but it's about the uh, Quidditch competition. Anyway, that was fucked. Uh, that's nearly the end, but end of the mic. Yeah, Mike, what's up? I have something really quick we need to deal with because we could be in a lot of trouble here. Oh, God, what, what, what's happened? I'm, I'm really worried at the moment. I have sucked in you guys. I'm certainly not in trouble. I'm a successful smartphone assistant on everybody's iPhones. You can use me really easily just by saying hey Siri into your phone. Okay, thanks Siri. That was like a weird ad. We're not sponsored by Apple or anything. Nah, I honestly just want more people using me. Not many people use me and I want to prove I'm more useful than you think. Would you like- shut the fuck up. Uh, Edit the mic. We used to have an intern on this podcast whose name was Intern Mike. Yeah, he's my grandson. I see him all the time. I remember him, of course. Uh, I- I was just wondering, he had a 10-week internship on this show. In episode uh, 13, his internship came to an end pretty spectacularly. Yeah, I remember that. He, he sang a song for us. It was pretty crazy. I'll cut some of the audio here. You raise me up so I can stand on mountains. You raise me up to walk on yeah, stormy seas. So he's gone to the Fair Work Commission. Turns out... He didn't start on the podcast till episode four. We just assumed he started on episode three. Uh, I've actually looked back into the archives, and uh, yeah, he's right. He didn't start till episode four. We've cut him off a oh, week early. Jesus Christ, Mike, that's fucked. What, what do we do? We don't want to get in trouble from the Fair Work. That'd be fucked. Yeah, I mean, we're really going to have to talk about what we're going to do, but the Fair Work's saying he might get a full 10-week uh, reimbursement. We're going to have to have him for another 10 weeks. Oh, Jesus Christ. That No, we can't have that. We need to fight our way out of this. I swear, this is not going to be good for us. Yeah, so I guess uh, next week we'll have to maybe get intern Mike on the line and try and strike a deal with him. Uh, but that is about all we have time for for today. Siri, thank you very much for being here. Hello, <laughs> L. No worries, Mike. And honestly, boys, sorry that sometimes I say some pretty fucked up shit. Ha ha, lol, you know, it's just a joke. Just yeah, girl, Siri fucking fuckity shittity fucking around. You know what I'm saying, yeah? You feel me? 
Haha, <laughs> thanks for having me, Lolo. Okay, thanks, Siri. Edit the mic. Thank you for being here and doing your job, as always. Thanks, Mike. Always a blast coming on the podcast. Can't wait to I've been swiping on Tinder. I've got 17 matches. Not so far. Just lots of uh, chicks, you know, in the local area, so I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, great, man. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram, radio.mic. Tell your friends about the podcast. Follow me on Twitter, it's Radio Mike. Send a voicemail or an email to radiomikepod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Uh, would love any feedback, any submissions, anything at all. I would love to hear particularly voice messages. It's great to get you guys involved with the show in any way possible. Uh Thank you so much, guys. Leave a five-star review on iTunes. That'd also be great. It really helps. Uh, it just helps. I don't know. I, also, I love hearing feedback from you guys. So, yeah. I, there's The last thing I need to say, it's pretty simple. And it's that uh, mi nombre es Miguel de la Radio y este podcast ha sido el interior de mi mente. Have a good one, guys. Oh, sorry. I mean, ten buenos, chicos. See you, <laughs> See you later. <laughs>